Hey everyone, just a quick note, we're all still working and recording virtually, so in this episode, you may hear some audio buffering. Thank you for bearing with us, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the American and the Immigrant Podcast. I'm Cameron. Oh my God. We're going to have to do that was the Halloween thing. I was trying to bring in the Halloween vibes in here. Damn, Cam. I, I, we, I thought we were going to have to do another love. take. I was like, I don't want you. I'm sorry, sorry guys. bro. This is, he just stroked out. We, uh, I did. I'm going to have to call 911 and <laughs> we'll reshoot this later. <laughs> uh, hey, my name is BK. Welcome to the American Podcast. And yeah, happy I'm Halloween. Your host. Yeah. Happy scary season. I'm excited. I love, I love Halloween. Halloween. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. Dude, we're actually gonna get married next week. We're gonna get married? Uh my wife and I. Oh my god. That was fast. Thank you and I love you, bro. Oh, I mean we could. You know, I no judgment. Judgment free zone here. We can. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> no, we're about to get married at Mount Mary's. Yeah. No, no, do this ceremony. Sorry, sorry. She was I guess my uh, my invitation must have got lost in the mail, maybe. We haven't sent it out yet. I blame that on Trump's postal service. <laughs> ah, don't do that. Don't do that to me, Ricky Bobby. It's don't a, do that. It's a scam. Don't do that. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. The postal service is it's fake. It doesn't work. Uh, uh, but anyway, no, man, that's, that's exciting. I'm happy for it. Last night. We actually decided last night, and we're actually going through uh, the invitation and the people that uh, we actually are gonna come, and that we actually want in our in our wedding. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ceremony. Ceremony. Yeah. Like, like she got me fucked up. There's a ceremony and a wedding. There's two different things. I didn't know there were two different things, but apparently they are. Well, I mean, it depends. Like. What do you talk like the ceremony usually is part of the wedding. But so I guess we're do the ceremony where we But like uh, the paperwork vows. right like the paperwork, the paperwork you can just yes. do that like literally whenever you want to. <laughs> that's what we're doing first. That's okay, what we're doing. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing because I don't want to be I'm not one of those Jews that I, I don't necessarily want to be engaged for the next like 4 years, 3 years, you know what I'm saying? Like I know this the love of my life. I want to commit to her and I want to grow with her. And I got a sexy ass bomb ass ring, which I kind of want to wear. Let's be honest, that's what it's really about. Man, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, Cam. Oh you know me. You know me so <laughs> truly, dude. <laughs> this is a all carat $1,200 uh, ring, all gold, all Peruvian gold. Oh, it looks so sexy. Custom Dang. made with Dang. an engraving inside. Till death do us part with our anniversary on it. Classic. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't do something weird like uh, you know, some like Chinese proverb. You just went straight to the point. I like it. I like it. Uh I don't know what that Chinese proverb is going to say to me. That might just suck my dick. That's true. You don't know that. Yeah. I That's don't true. know. The that. guy might just be screwing with you. <laughs> 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 I don't uh, know that. Yeah, but that's cool, man. Like, you know what? Life moves fast. I mean, shit. Like, life does move fast. Like, 
The NBA finals are over. Oh my god, who believed that? It's in the books. It's crazy. Yeah. Like LeBron's got like another ring. So fast. It's pretty much like solidified his legacy. I mean, you know, you could argue he'd already done it, but solidifying his legacy as one of the best players. Uh you know the funny thing is of all time. I was I was a uh Los Angeles Lakers fan in 2005, right? And then Kobe was the man, right? Mm-hmm. And uh he was the next thing best to Michael Jordan. And that number eight really, really inspired me. And I really loved it. And that's what got me into the NBA, right? And then Shaq came on. And then I was like, oh, my God. I love this team, right? And then they won those championships, right? Even when they didn't get along, I never chose a side, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they left, when when things got separated, I stayed with the Lakers fan. And Kobe won two more championships to solidify that he is the fucking man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for and, sure. And so I, be, I, I, I stayed a fan. And then that last year when he tore his Achilles, when he was doing his last jump shot, I was so torn up. And then he retired. And then Phil Jackson left. And then the owner was no longer uh, 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 Bus. It was Jeannie Bus, who, which was his daughter. And then she was making random decisions like, uh, uh, what is it called? Recruiting LeVar Ball and the LeVar family. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm a clock out. I don't even want to be participating with this team. And then they recruited LeBron James. And then if, I was never a LeBron James fan. So when he came to the team, I felt like I would be a bandwagon once, uh, since I like disowned them for the last like three or four years. And so I left it alone. And then they brought Anthony Davis on. And then I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, this is so, not a built up team. I never understood that. Like, I mean, I get like why if you, if he was on a, uh, you know, he played for the Cavaliers and like, you know, if you were in the same conference with him and like you, I, I understand why like people would, would hate him in terms of like competition or whatever, right? But I never, I never understood like the hate for him, like just like, Oh, because he's a fucking nature freak. Motherfuckers don't walk around at fucking 6'9 at 215 running the court in five seconds. Like, who does that? Who is this monkey-ass motherfucker who's running like this? Like, whoa. That's never been seen that's before. That's what like, you want to see, right? That's what you want to see. You want to see people, like, at the top no, of their I game with like their, like, uh, talent. Overcome adversary. The work. What? I want to see people like Michael Jordan work their way through their adversaries, work their way through uh, people who are better than them, work way, make their... Uh, I mean, but uh, you can argue that Michael Jordan, like, when he came into the league, I mean, when he came into the league, he was, he was a freak too. I mean, like... He was a freak, but he got... He got like that. Those first couple of years on the team, like he... Literally, I don't know if you've watched that that like series, but he like literally willed the team t- to win like by himself. Like there was uh, the players who played with him were like, "Booty, yo, Booty. I guess the rookie's not going to let us lose tonight." Like they literally know. said that they're like, "He's not going to let us lose tonight." Like they were like completely like they just never seen anybody like that. You know what I mean? So I'm saying like I 
I think like the parallels are pretty. The championship for the first year. Huh? No, I mean, I mean before they team. even like were sniffing at the championship, right? Like, like when they were still kind years? of behind the the Pistons and everything like that. Six years. Yeah. So that means he had to cultivate that. He had to create a culture behind that. He had to establish himself. He had to uh, earn the respect. He didn't come in there with a nature of like a freak of nature of being that big. I don't know. That he was still good. Slow, like, that athletic. fast. Yeah. Huh? I mean, he was still like athletic as hell though. Compared to the people around him in the NBA at that time? No, he wasn't. Compared to uh, Larry Bird, uh, Magic Johnson, compared to yeah, but all those guys said they had never uh, seen somebody uh, like Clyde Drexler, Bird, Bird, uh, Magic. All of those guys said that they'd never seen they they had never seen someone so dominant before, and those are these are the guys who were dominant. I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, like his contemporaries were saying the same thing about I think. You know, like when LeBron first came in. I mean, I get it. Like he, when he first came in, he was so young. And, but they weren't talking about his physicality. But it took him a while. You know, it took him a while to find his. Like you know, he was like he, at Absolutely. Cleveland. He wasn't like you know. Absolutely, I agree. They weren't right? winning championships like all the time, left and right. You know. Yeah. Absolutely, but with LeBron James, the one thing that he came with was with that physicality, that yeah, monstrous True. shoulder, and he. Like he just had to like carry everybody, which I totally understand, which I totally yeah. know he did, which I totally uh, uh, commend him and respect. And by the way, I'm not saying he is one of the and might be the best player of all time. Yeah, I'm not uh, 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 erasing that. But what I am arguing is that his physical attributes, just like uh, uh, Zion, remember Zion? Oh, what's yeah. his name? Right now. Uh, what's his name? Zion. Yeah, from Duke. I know you're talking from about Duke. What's yeah, his first name? Zion Williams. I think his Z- first name is Zion. Yeah. Yeah, Zion Williams, right? Yeah. Like Zion Williams, he's coming in there at like six nine, two hundred and thirty pounds, and fucking yanking balls from NBA finalists like they're fucking toddlers, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to physical attribute, you can't deny that. I feel like we need to just turn this podcast into an NBA or a sports podcast. I feel like we've just crossed oh, wow. over. <laughs> I, was like, awesome. I think we just but like, like we touch upon all <laughs> topics. Like, but no, but for real, you know, congrats to the, you know, to the Lakers. Um, but also um, I do want to say that, um, you know, Butler, his performance was insane. Um, Amazing. Like with amazing. Uh, and that's what I, so many injuries and things like you could yeah. tell that that dude was just, um, and God, that one, you know, was that, was it, was it game, uh, what was it? Game six, Two or three. um, but he, they were just like, he, you could just see, he was like physically completely exhausted. Like just, there was nothing left. Like his tank was just empty. Like the dude could barely like get off the ground. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I just like, it's good to see those performances, man. Like I absolutely, especially the way he wailed his team. Yeah to all the way to game six, that's so admirable and so, uh, like, inspiring because uh, remember how many teams he hopped around from. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, and all the teams that they were complaining about him was him being an asshole. But him being an asshole is about trying to win and trying to uh, raise everybody's performance and raise everybody's expectation of how we do things now you know yeah 
And so I totally can imagine. Yeah, so hell of a performance. Speaking of perf- hell of a performance, what about that uh, that debate? Yeah. What about your man? What about your boy Trump? He kept himself composed for like almost two hours. Okay. Can you believe it? Take a step back. <laughs> Guys, we apologize for not having our podcast back to back. We wanted to finish the debate and we wanted to see the overhaul. We did our podcast, but we appreciate everybody being patient and uh, being um, with us this whole time. But speaking about the debate, um, the first one was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible, terrible, right? Yeah, the barely he here. I stopped watching either of them, right? Um, and it just, it just, it just looked like America. Like it looked like a whole lot of discourse, a whole lot of uh, not listening to one another, and just trying to be heard and playing speaking over each other. Yeah, yeah, speaking Completely. totally over each other. You know. Uh, I kind of like the way Biden was not refusing, unlike Clinton, not refusing to call him out or just like, shut up. Or, you know, those things of like, uh, just just checking him on it. But then when he called him about his son, my son, my son, my son. And I was like, oh, no. Oh no! Yeah, the old man right there at that moment. Yeah, I mean, I think it. Pretty much everyone universally agreed that it was bad. Even, I mean, he actually even like the Trump uh, staff, whatever campaign, uh, you know, said said as much. Like it was, it's just absolutely they were trying to get him to like not to not to argue so much. So, but anyway, so then, yeah, we. I guess we have been we we have missed a lot. Yeah, and then and then obviously you know Trump Trump got COVID. Uh, and so then the um, the second the second debate was actually not a debate; it ended up just being town halls. Um, and then, you know, those were like that was crazy because Trump was basically debating uh, Savannah Guthrie, <laughs> who was the just supposed to be the town hall like yeah. moderator and 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 like keep the show running. Um, um, but then, yeah, we we get we fast forward now. We're we're on the last last debate and. Uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Like it was actually like a normal. I mean, I say normal. It was like it was more of like a debate. Like it's more what you'd expect. Right. When I, the moderator asked a question, and then one of the candidates answer, and then another, you know, uh, rebuts, and then you know they kind of go back and forth a little bit. But man, uh, it was actually like it was actually like refreshing to see. I don't know how you felt about it. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I you know i you know where i stand but i i at least i was able to watch it and tell us cam where do you stand well i mean i'm i'm obviously in for voting for biden i mean i have already voted for biden uh, my my ballot in is done um and really there's like nothing that would have changed my mind anyway so it's not like i'm watching these to like why don't what is what does trump think about like i you know i pretty much the dude's transparent like i know exactly where his character is and where you know where everything lies um, but no, I just saying like, it was actually, it was actually like watchable to see like an actual discussion, even if it got a little out there off the rails and like some conspiracy thought and, and shit like that. But, um, now nah, it's good to see. what do you think? Uh, I thought Trumpito was finger fucking the shit out of Biden. So you what you think he did better? Turn 180 from the first 
debate to the second debate, it's 180. He kind of actually now is like, it's not your fault, Joe. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Like, and he's making him seem like he doesn't know better. He's playing a, a complete different strategy. He's not attacking Biden anymore. At least for the first like hour or so, he wasn't attacking. It was more like seemed like he was including him in the conversation and saying, "No, no, no, no. you just don't know better." You know, he was just making him like, "Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay, it's okay, Joe. We're on the same team. I just know better." You know, and in that responsive, in that being quiet, in that not being quick to the knee jerk, he made it seem like he was more in control, I feel like. And in that made him seem like he was more comprehensive and more uh, pulsive. And at the same time, uh, not as knee jerk, yeah, I mean, I get, I, I, no, I agree. I think everyone said that. They're like, and so they let me know that he is a lot more intellectual and he's a lot, he's playing no. chess and we're playing checkers. No, let's, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to understand. Again, <laughs> Hold on you're a second. This guy is like, no, a fucking he's, no, he's from New York. He's a New Yorker. He's a fucking real estate agent. He knows what, what their audience wants to hear. Right. And one of the interviews he just did with, uh, he just did an interview with Jason Woodlock. I don't know if you know Jason Woodlock. Uh, no. He's a very conservative uh, uh, sport uh, commentator for Fox. Okay. Whatever, right? And he just had an interview with him, right? And one of the things that he addressed was how he was willing to listen and comprehend and adjust his movement for the next turn, right? On top of that, he asked them, do you know how many, like, it's amazing how black people used to like you and black people don't like you now, right? And Trump knew exactly how many rap songs he's been in. He said, oh yeah, you know, I've been in 87 rap songs. And I was like, hold up, how do you exactly know? Because he's, an egomaniac. <laughs> yeah, but but he's aware of it though. He's not some like stupid motherfucker, and I think it's uh, it doesn't do a service for us to consider him like. Well, well, okay. First of all, I never said he was stupid. I but I'm just saying, like, I I think you're giving a, a man too much credit for, you know, because I think you know, Are like. The Everyone was like, oh, you know, like when, pre- like, you know, in 2016 when he won, yeah. everyone's like, you know, is he still going to be himself or is the office going to change right, right, right. and be more that. presidential and all this? And then, you know, it's been yeah, it four really years and nothing has happened. I, he hasn't really changed. He's not, yeah. he yeah. hasn't toned anything down. He hasn't uh, yeah. reacted any differently. But so I'm just saying, like, seeing him, like, sort of somewhat compose himself for most of the time. I mean, it's sure, like I'll give him credit for that, but at the same time, it's 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 sort of like understood that most candidates or nor- most normal human beings who want to be in a leadership position can, in fact, have the self control to and should. Uh, and should. And it's like he he showed that he he could do it if he really like really tried hard. Although you know he just still had some incredibly stupid statements about like 
I'm I'm the least person in this room, and like you know, so this like Abraham Lincoln. I where you're least, like you're racist. You know, oh, you so see, you are racist. You just the least racist. <laughs> yeah, where you see the thing where you're kind of like, okay, there he goes again. Right. He did not that thought got out right. before it, it right. went through the old filter. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it, I, again, I don't. It's not. I don't really know like if that's going to change anything because his support doesn't want to see that, right? They're not like they don't care. They're not like, Absolutely. oh wow. Now I'm I'm with him even more. I'm with him 110 percent now because he can actually he can actually be proper when he wants to. <laughs> I mean, when he had that rally in uh, uh, in Arizona a few weeks ago, and when he said um, CNN, CNN, you know, all they want to talk about is COVID, COVID, COVID. Those dumb bastards. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he says those dumb bastards, the crowd. Just went nuts. Yeah, we're nuts. And so that's clearly that's I've never heard the word dumb bastards from the United States president. Yeah, at least Especially not like for, on a you know in a huge like venue type of wait, thing. Wait, I've never heard that from any president from George Bush to uh from uh what's his name? Who's the last president that's allowed? Carter to Right, but I'm just saying, like, you know, they may have said, like, salty language in an office. or in an Yeah, salty language, but I've never heard dumb bastards. Yeah. A such outlandish and such uh, exposed area. So that just made me, like, realize, like, the people that he's speaking to, he knows who he's speaking to. Yeah. And on top of that, the language that he's using right now is so third grader that he understands his audience. So again, that's how he got elected, that, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So then let me know that he knows who he who got him there. And he's being loyal to the people that got him there. Right. And the people that got him there are not from New York or California. Right. And so that just let me understand this polarization came from these two political parties that these people gave us and which he just chose aside to manipulate and win against. So it's not his fault because he saw the game and played the game to to perfection, I guess, and, and won it. It's our fault for not recognizing that he's playing this game and he's winning it. And so because of that, I'm at the point where I'm not stressing about it. I'm not frustrated, but I already voted for the candidate that I'm going to vote for. Not going to reveal it. Uh, so, you want to see my, my wife's titties? I'd love to see my wife's titties. Are <laughs> you doing the, the Chappelle yeah, I'm doing thing? the Dave Chappelle thing. Where, yeah, but doesn't yeah, he say that about like, tell you who they doesn't he say for. that about white people though? <laughs> yes! Uh... <laughs> so, look at, look at, you're, you're reversing. Yes! You can't, yeah. hey, you want to see my wife's pussy? I'll show you my wife's pussy. You know what I'm saying? But I can't tell you who I vote for it. God. <laughs> no, 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 but you know, it's just like I know who I voted for. I know what my heart went for, but like I just can't tolerate this shit anymore. Like I can't have every time that I meet with a person talk about how fucked up this motherfucker is. I don't even want to talk about this motherfucker anymore. So I know, no, I hear you. So that's probably why I voted against him. That that's probably it. But besides that, it just doesn't make sense for us not to understand, especially now uh, going on to our next topic when uh, next topic about Ice Cube uh, or not even supporting, uh, having a conversation with the Republican Party uh, about the platinum plan. 
Okay. Yeah, you want to jump into that? You want yeah. you want to talk about uh, any? You want to throw in like anything about Brianna Taylor's? Uh... <laughs> it's up to you. Sure, for sure. We're gonna do an update on that right after this. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we so just that, uh, like we should touch on it really quickly. I mean, obviously, like the um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the the t- decision came down not to uh, to charge any of the officers with. Well, not to charge him with any anything actually related to the death of Brianna Taylor. It's all um, the murder, yeah. right? Like the actual the killer. Murder. No, I mean literally, the actual like yeah. bullets that killed Brianna Taylor are, uh, you know, the from the that were fired from those weapons are not, you know, there's no charges against that. It's the bullets that went into the wall that were what was it? Reckless uh, endangerment, I think. Endangerment of uh, uh, the the neighbor. Um, the, like the neighboring yeah, yeah. yeah uh unit yeah. um so obviously like you know that caused a lot of uh anger evil outrage um and and then you know i think or rightfully so rightfully so oh definitely rightfully so right i mean it's it's yeah. it, it's it's like one of those things where you know when somebody comes into your house right i mean that's like a very you know and you and everyone says it right from the nra to you know, GOP politicians, like you have a right to protect yourself, right? You have a right to protect. I don't know yourself. how the NRA is not behind this motherfucker right now. Like, I don't know how. Because they're not. it's their, I mean, I'll be honest with you is because they're black. They're black Americans. They're not, they don't fit their mold. They don't fit their um, narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't fit that. Like um, the, the thing that gets their people riled up, that's going to get them like donations and right, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Um, I mean, that's just what I think. I don't, I guess I don't have like proof of that, but I'm I'm fairly certain that that's probably has something to do with it. I mean, Wayne Lapierre should be on top of this, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, they're in trouble. I, I, I know they're in trouble. Like uh, one of their higher up sort of dudes on the totem pole just released a book uh, this summer about, you know, just essentially how. From the NRA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he goes into detail about how it's just a complete like, uh, shit show at the top they're spending money like they're uh rock stars and um you know they're blowing money on all this stuff and and just living like this lavish lifestyle you know not even why not it's a non-profit organization i'm not a part of the government yeah the but fuck? like not like me your money right but like they're not uh, uh um you know there was like really no like um the, the way he explained it is like there there was really like no at the top of the leadership, there was like no restraint at all. Now, but now they're in financial problems. Right? So they're they're in financial problems. So they're, you know, they're like in the throes of like possibly becoming bankrupt. I don't know that. Yeah. The NRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! That's yep. surprising. I know that. I know that. Um, but anyway, what do you what do you is though? What do you think about Brianna Taylor? Like, what, what's your take on all this? So the update on that is that they one they released the uh, body cams of the um, of the raid, which they I don't know if you remember. At first, they said they never had no body camera about it, so it was kind of weird for them to. Uh, backtrack that and release a a footage of the body camera Mm -hmm. then number two the boyfriend does an interview with good morning america and shows that 
and the time between Breonna Taylor and the officers came into the house to the time that the dude was in the bedroom. He made three phone calls. He made three phone calls. He made a phone call to Brianna's mom. He made a phone call to 911. And he made a phone call to his mom. Like, that's a lot of time for you not to tell him this is the police. Yeah, no kidding. How is that? Huh? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So why would you... Why would he not think that somebody besides the police is in his house? Like, yeah, I'm glad they dismissed the charges. I'm glad they they recognized that they were at fault. But then the guy that got shot, the officer that got shot, he just did an interview with Good Morning America with Michael Strahan, and he was just describing how much him and his family were victims of the the backlash of the shooting mm-hmm. and. It just shows again about how white America refuses to understand what the trauma of black America is. Even in your own bed, doing the right thing, you're right. still not seen. And yeah. so that just that just that just magnifies the lack of understanding of that cop and the many cops that are ignorant to these problems. Yeah, you're yeah. there to protect me, motherfucker. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I, you said it perfectly. It's like, this is just one like more recent example of just the the trauma that this causes, because like you said, this is not the, you know, the police, they're not there to like break down doors unannounced and, you know, and rummage through your house while like in the middle of the night, like regardless of whether like, you know, they had that sounds like some gangster shit. Huh? That sounds like some gangster shit. I'm about no, to run know, up your right? house in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds like, um, yeah, it sounds like some sort of like cartel shit almost, right? Like it really does. Yeah, and I think you know that's just what I that's what I agree with you. It's like I, it's just so hard. And like one of my friends, you know, uh, who lives in Louisville, said that it's just like it's so hard because, and he's white. Uh, he's a white male, and like his family, but his soul is black. Ooh. yeah for sure he well he he's like he's so empathetic and like he just we love you, bro. and uh he was you know he was basically just saying like people were asking him if he's safe like after you know after the um the, after the the they announced the charges and kind of the uh the protests you know began anew or with renewed like fury and outrage um people were like oh are you okay and he's just like he's like people are asking me if i'm okay when a person you know, two people were in their house in their bed and their door got like knocked in by the police. And then they shot, they shot her and killed her. And he's like, they're asking me if I'm safe. Like, you know, he's like, it's in, it's incredible. Like, as if that, like, as if that's the only thing that matters is like whether or not, you know, the white man in, you know, is okay, is safe from all the, um, you know, the horrible, like, uh, looters and rioters in the street. Uh, yeah. And I absolutely love his response. Like, I wish you worried about mm-hmm. the wrongdoing as much as you worried about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that really touched me Yeah. when you showed me his text back to you. Yeah. It just really like very came close and understanding like, oh my gosh, he is, so in tune and so mm-hmm. aware that it just like 
so respectable and feel like you're not alone in this fight. Yeah. You know, because when it came to Breonna Taylor, it wasn't, it was her ex-boyfriend that was involved in that lifestyle. It was her ex-boyfriend that was dealing bud, right? Right. And she left that lifestyle. She started a new life. She is with a new boyfriend. She is chasing something new. So why can't she get that second chance? Why why does that have to be her defining moment of her life right. as an ex-boyfriend of a drug dealer? Like, why can't she, like, uh, plenty of white girls make mistakes like this. Plenty of people make mistakes like this in their life. But why can't she get a chance to correct that mistake? Yeah. Why can't she, even, even if, that, if her ex-boyfriend was a drug dealer, that doesn't necessarily mean she was. Imagine if she was trying to save him. Imagine if she was trying to show him the right way. Imagine if she was trying to uplift his spirit to see him, to make him realize, like, look, if you could hustle like this, I bet you could hustle this, yeah. right? Yep. But instead of giving her that opportunity, instead of understanding that opportunity, we they categorized her as the one of his... Yeah, just you know, an accomplice. Just an one, accomplice. somebody who's Absolutely. just doing the same thing he's doing, right? Absolutely. Guilty. Absolutely. And so not innocent, so, guilty. It just, it just makes me <laughs> just makes me makes me sick. And on top of that, like Dr. Claude Anderson is uh if you guys haven't had a chance to go check out his interview, go check out his book. He wrote several books and he's trying to actually get him to public school system. Dr. Claude Anderson. Um it made me really, really understand his message and his 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 uh, his detail and under, understanding that Native Black people would always be under the suppression and be under the stigma of not being equal because of their color of their skin because they do not and they will not uh, assimilate. It's hard for Black people to assimilate versus Italian versus Irish versus German. Yeah. And so as a result, they're always going to have this outstanding asterisk next to their name or next to their who they are. And so I just don't think it's such a uh, a uh, uh, um, benefit for us in America to move forward in that manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of you know, I think like you said, moving forward, I think, um, so you sent me this, yeah. uh, I mean, it was really just a, a quick interview with, uh, Ice Cube and Chris, uh, Chris Cuomo, uh, Chris Cuomo on CNN, yeah. uh, but basically yeah. about his, his plan and what he's, 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 uh, Ice Cube's plan, uh, getting together with this, uh, this group to come up with a plan to kind of lift, uh, you know, lift up, uh, um, native black people native black people you know just like uh economically um and, and just kind of give them some power i mean go ahead i mean go ahead and explain a little bit more about like what the plan is and then we can kind of talk about how uh ice cubes going about it and 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 how it's getting him a little bit um like some you know some attention on both sides. absolutely absolutely so you know uh uh the trump's administration towards a run of the election they came out with this uh in my personal opinion, very insulting, very 
degrading, very um, undermining, at least the name, in the name of it, and just in the name of it, platinum plan, platinum plan. And that platinum plan doesn't sound like a movement forward, a, a platinum plan. It just, uh, you know what you're, you're hitting at. And I yeah. feel like that was an insult at first, right? I let it go, I let it go. But then I'm trying to listen to people that I admire and people that I um, look into as the native black people, as the native leaders who step up and see what their contribution is, right? The platinum plan includes uh, uh, continuous funding for uh, HBCUs, uh, higher, um, what's it called, tax-free zones, uh, 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 economical opportunity zones in South and North Carolina, uh, also as well as a um, uh, fundraisers of uh, funds to educational programs that will uplift uh, urban life towards those economical goals and getting those loans and small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. But then just like just like the Democrats and just like the Republicans that are running right now, the only people that approached Dr. Claude Anderson and Ice Cube were the Republicans. Right? Ice Cube was approached by Jared Kushner and Jared Kushner's people to ask him about what's his plan for the native black people, not minorities, not Spanish people, not Asian people. What is your plan for the native black people here in America? Mm -hmm. Right. And he was just expressing to the to the Republican Party, the people who are in charge. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. If you are talking to somebody you want to talk to the person in charge you don't want to talk to somebody who's in sales position you want to talk to the motherfucking charge yep. and the motherfucking charge right now is trumpito and his administration the people that are in congress the people i mean the people that are in senate and the people that are in the supreme court are, are republicans so that's the people that you have to advocate to that's the people that you have to adjust your issues with right and me sitting here and taking uh, a just a position and saying no i don't even want to speak to you that doesn't improve or make my people's uh, situation better that doesn't make my uh progression of my agenda move forward that just tells me that i don't want to work with you and i'm just gonna stole my position and tell you to fuck you and you come meet me all the way let me meet you halfway and that's what i feel like uh uh ice cube is doing ice cube has what his first fucking song was fuck the police True. fuck the police not even yeah. the 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 police <laughs> Fuck the police, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then then, then the continuously enliftment of the continuous uh, awareness of what's happening in these communities. His songs are the songs that we today take to describe where hip hop just made that turn to make a social conscious movement. Yeah, that NWA uh, album is the album that we talk about today that woken half of America to the segregation and the injustice that was going on in America. Yeah. Right. So how are you going to come at this man for talking to people at power about the people that he cares about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you should say, so like, 
Um, I think, and Chris Cuomo mentions this before or during the interview saying that, yeah, essentially he's taken a lot of, or Ice Cube, I guess, take, took a lot of heat from, yes. you know, whatever. I, I don't know who, who exactly he took heat from, but I guess the left or whatever, people on, on the Democratic side, because he's, he's, he's trying to, I mean, basically you're right. He's like trying to uh, uh, move the agenda forward because yep. he wants to see the solution like and this is we've talked about this before it's like really solutions are what matters right results absolutely. are really what matters absolutely um and so i think he he and and then during the interview he lays out a very good um uh, you know point and and actually sort of like you know chris uh actually kind of goes like hey you know what like i hear you i respect you because right. he takes a step back yeah because yeah. he you know he's basically and that that's what is that's what he's, he's saying he's like look i didn't i didn't I didn't go to Trump and, and beg him to do this. Like I, he's the, you know, they're the ones that are, they're the ones that are in power. I have this plan that I want to, to see through. And so I, that's who I'm have to go through right now. That's, this is the person I have to go through to get this done. And I don't know how that's wrong. I don't know how that's. A yeah. And I think, and it was, it was refreshing to hear because again, I think Absolutely. everyone wants to jump Absolutely. on the like, you know how can you do that how can you approach him like you know he's horrible and, and i mean i think and ice cube was even like he's like i don't you know like i don't i don't care about like i'm not saying i'm not advocating for trump i'm just he's the guy i gotta talk to so this is who i'm going to talk to because i have a thing that i need to get done like and I, it was very like matter of fact about it and i really i thought that was really refreshing to hear and that was so admirable that's one yeah, thing that admirable, inspired yeah. me like he even the way he checked Cuomo, he's like, I don't like the way you led that into the interview. You said that I went to them. No, 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 no. They came to me. Yeah. They came to me to talk to me about my plan. And I will talk to anybody that's willing to move the agenda towards the better men of my people. Yeah. And he, and he actually said, too, I think he also said, too, that like the dem, uh, somebody from the... Um, the, uh, Biden, from the Biden party. Also, and they told him, what, what did they say? We'll talk about it. After the election, or election? I, I don't remember Fuck something. You. They basically put, they put like a pause Fuck on you. It. But Thank he was you. but he was purposely saying that like no like I mean both of them reached out and like we've had communications with both of them. It's just that he's like basically yeah they wanted to wait or pause or whatever he however he put it and then um, he's like so I I'm like I don't want to wait I'm not going to pause I'm going to go I'm trying to get this done you know so. Um, yeah, but it, you're right. It was admirable because it's not. Uh, it, it's just. It's just. It's nice because it's just. I'm so. Where I think we're all so frustrated, and I mean, you could make the argument that on both sides, everyone's so frustrated of just the um, constant like one thing must be a one party thing, and the other thing must be another party thing, and like actually, this party is the party of. Uh, you know, this is the party of like social issues, and this is, and they're the party of like economic issues and it's yeah. like you know we all are, are have the same problems whether or not we uh vote one certain way or another i mean we all Absolutely. we all are affected by economic issues we're all affected by social issues so um now nah, i mean i just like i've always like appreciated ice cube because i think he's always very uh blunt um i mean think about it he started the big three right i've heard that like the so big, the big three the big is three. when he started a league after the league where NBA players that are retired mm -hmm. 
the deck still be active. Mm-hmm. They'll play three on three half a court um, exhibition okay. games. Okay. Yeah. That's what I. That's what right. I yep. So these are older athletes that probably won't make money uh, playing, but they still have some skill set to share. But at the same time, have knowledge that they can share. Right. And he took that. And he's making a whole industry behind it. And he put his own money behind it. And as anybody that could put their money where their mouth is, I totally respect that. And I totally love that. Yeah. And he has raised from uh, next Friday all the way to uh, all the family movies that you could think of, all the way to the big the big three. Like, he's done this on his own. Mm-hmm. And I re- respect and can and totally love somebody that doesn't need us he doesn't need to do this he doesn't need to be involved in this right. but he wants to do this out of the love and the want of his people to do better yeah you gotta admire that yeah he wants to see results. you gotta respect that he, like, that's all he wants he doesn't care who he deals with because he understands both of them are both evils and he just rather deal with the person that's going to get him some results. And the people that are supposed to be on his side told him, what? I'll talk to you when I'm done with this. So that means you won't talk to me if you win. That's what it means. Yeah. And so he understood that and he's willing to deal with anybody that's willing. And so for the native black people in America, to criticize them on that, I felt really hurt. I felt really uh, angry when I saw that and the retribution that was coming towards him. Right. But I'm glad he stood his ground and I'm glad he spoke back out because at the end of the day, nothing is going to be done with everybody doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. So keep... I'm glad he's stepping yeah. out and challenging the yeah. status quo. Yeah. It was really good. It was a good interview. Um, We'll have a link to it and everything. You can check it out. But I think you're right. It's just a, it's nice to, because we need to have these honest discussions and we need to, we need to eventually at some point, we got to move past the, like the right and the left and the liberal and the, like we have to, at some point we we, interview people like that more. Yeah. We need to get past that. Like gotcha. the solutions are on the other side of that conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. We, just, we, ha- we all have to just agree to just like, just to move past that and, and, and focus on results. Um, because at the end yeah. of the day, we all want better for our country. That's yeah, definitely. Want, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it was really good, but um, I think that's going to, you know, end it, wrap it up for this episode. But again, I uh, thanks everyone. We appreciate it. Sorry for the, the, the delay and uh, um, you know, life just kind of, uh, like snuck up on us and we just had uh you know we, we had a slight delay but appreciate y'all for sticking with us thank you guys appreciate you all right uh, next episode is coming soon and we will go live on videos uh hopefully by the beginning of january by the beginning of this year we'll we'll have our youtube channel running and up so stay on the lookout for that yeah. uh, besides that love you guys thank you for listening right. peace be well peace